We know that coronavirus will not overcome us. As dark as death can be, particularly for those suffering with grief, light and life are greater as we face the future. Welcome to Post-COVID-19. I am Jim Watkins, your host, as we expand upon the original premise of the coronavirus update, which we started back uh, in late February, and reminding folks that we were among the first, the first to start to recognize what was about to happen with this coronavirus as it was spreading out of uh, Wuhan, the Hubei province, across the oceans. And now here we are, less than uh, six months later, And the pandemic is in full force, and we have been every day giving you the updated information, minus the spin, minus all of the conjecture. The politics of coronavirus is now a completely different entity. And so where do we go from here? We continue to update you on the latest uh, information as it affects you. Those things that are a repercussion of the coronavirus and COVID-19 and how it affects us on the ground, us people who make up this country. So we're going to now evolve into phase two of the coronavirus update, and we're going to call it post-COVID-19, post-COVID-19, and we're going to extrapolate and focus more on the events as they are unfolding. None of us really uh, uh, understood the potential ramifications of this virus because no one knew to the extent of which it would grow. And clearly, it is changing the way the world operates from the countries in sub-Saharan Africa to the cities in Idaho, uh, in Utah. Uh, no, no one is immune from the effects of COVID-19. It is here to stay. They will most likely find a vaccine at some point, but it still has changed the nature in which countries get along and, and, and the way that they negotiate with each other. There's a lot more tension that has arisen because of it. So we're going to focus post-COVID-19 on those things in society that are a repercussion of coronavirus. We'll still continue to give you the information uh, in bite-sized chunks, uh, but we want to grow and we want to start talking about the after effects of COVID-19, not only the implications, but also the, the actual effect that it's having in society. Uh, as we continue on. So one of the things that we have to talk about, and I want to get through on this particular point, and let me just preface this by saying that I've been in radio broadcasting now for 40 years almost, really. It's one of the first things I started to do when I was 16 in high school. I've always been in broadcasting. I've always been in media, in production, in marketing, all of those things that make up every aspect of broadcasting I've been involved with. And so it is that experience that I bring, including news writing, news writing, news producing, uh, anchoring news, both nationally and locally, uh, have been a big part of my radio career. And so I can bring that experience and that know-how to focus as we look at post-COVID-19. And one of the things that that, uh, I think has to be mentioned is the way the media is portraying coronavirus. The media has done such a poor job of presenting uh, facts and objective facts and not painting it or politicizing it or making even divisive. Think about what's going on today in certain sections of the country from people 
that want to have more freedom. They they want they want to get the sh- uh, shelter in place over. They want to be done with it because they don't feel now that they're as threatened by COVID nineteen as they once did because all the projections turned out to be far less. And we all thought what was happening in New York is going to happen in every city, <clears throat> but it's not panning out that way. And and because I've been able to track this and share this information with you, you and I both know what we're seeing are distinctive growth patterns that are associated with any kind of virus or influenza. We monitor closely, and we've said this numerous times on this podcast, that you have to watch the fatality rate in proportion to the overall, uh, overall population. And every study that I've ever seen, uh, and I've seen three just this week alone, They've all indicated that the fatality rate or the mortality rate of coronavirus is somewhere less than 1%, between 1.1 and 0.21%, which is insignificant, and, 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 and it doesn't diminish the threat that it poses to people who are vulnerable, but it puts, puts things into perspective uh, about how much of life has to change because of that 0.1% that could die from COVID-19 and probably will. <clears throat> but then we also have to take into context that an overwhelming number of people who have died from COVID-19 have also died from other illnesses that were exacerbated uh, by or taken advantage of by the virus. And so oftentimes now when, in for example, I believe it was either London or perhaps Germany, one of those, maybe both of those, they were counting any deaths that occurred at home as coronavirus. A person dies of a stroke at home, coronavirus. person has pneumonia from something that has nothing to do with coronavirus, and it's coronavirus. And so people that were dying uh, were being added to the list. So the fatality rate is even questionable. And then, of course, speaking of questionable, you know, we've never really been able to trust the data about two weeks ago, we I, I stopped putting the data in our reports because it was no longer trustworthy, in my opinion. I don't know if that's, uh, they say 4,000 people have died in China from Wuhan. Who believes that? Who believes that? It's 20,000 in New York, and it's just as big of a city, perhaps even more spread out, uh, Wuhan, Hubei, Pro- Hubei province. <clears throat> so, again, you know, the job number one of this podcast has always been about accurate information and inaccurate information is coming from the media, the media. And I'm talking specifically about CNN. I'm going to call them out. CNN, MSNBC, the New York times, uh, the associated press, not so much. The Reuters, not so much. Washington times, uh, ABC, uh, NBC, of course, Comcast universal, these media giants, are, have betrayed not just American values and the press, the free press. They have betrayed the American people and they have betrayed truth. They have compromised truth and put agenda as a priority of what they're trying to send as a message and they hate Donald Trump. A majority of them are using this in a politicized matter to make Trump look at you can dislike Trump all you want, but at this particular moment, it's not likely we're going to be able to put somebody else in charge. Trump right now is the only game we have in town. And, you know, thank God he's got uh, business experience. 
He's run corporations. He has surrounded himself with smart people, and those smart people are being effective in dealing with this crisis. Now, I know 20, 25,000 people dying in New York is shocking to the system. But New York was the only place. It was the exception to the rule. Perhaps New Jersey, but it's all one geographical area. We call them by different states, but geographically it all occurred about in the same time and the same place. And because of certain conditions. Older population, crummy weather. What's happening in Boston? Older population, condensed population. Outbreaks occurring in nursing homes, in places where they're established, older people who are probably one or two diagnoses away from death anyway. And yes, some young people are dying, but again, this virus takes care of, uh, takes advantage of uh, weak immune systems. And so that never gets covered, never gets talked about in the media. How much does your nutritional intake have to do with fighting this virus? How much does exercise have in providing? How much is just going outside and getting some light? All of these things should be dealt with and talked about in the media, and they are ignored. Instead, the reporters run over and try to make the big story about some, you know, idiotic thing that Trump tweeted or uh, some some provocative statement he made just a couple of days ago. Instead of asking questions about, for example, he wants to limit. Uh, the uh, immigration, people coming in for 60 days. Now, he wants to do this. The assumption is that he's doing it because he hates Mexicans, and this is an excuse for him not to allow any Mexicans to come in for 60 days. But what he's saying is this is the impact it will have on jobs. And right now, we have a lot of unemployed people. So let's look at that. How about a reporter actually go and do the due diligence and get with the Bureau of Labor Statistics and get with uh, immigration studies, uh, natural immigration studies. There's several different organizations where they can research and find out exactly what the impact would be by shutting the borders for 30 days. And then go to the president and say, President, we've done this research based on what you've said and what this research says, and what do you say to this? That's what a reporter is supposed to do. Or maybe go and interview some people that have not been able to get a job because of the fact that there's too much of, a, of, a, of an underclass, <clears throat> particularly in inner cities. You know, we often hear that, you know, they take the jobs that nobody wants, but when, when people do want them, are they, are they more abundant? No, not if there's a, a ready population that's swooping in. And I've seen this in L.A. and Chicago and Dallas. Um, Las Vegas. Anyway, so my point is this. Media has, has dropped the ball so many times on coverage that they've, they've actually done more, I think, to exacerbate fear in our society. And I think most of you would agree. So these are the things, and, and we're going to wrap this up because it's always about bite size and keeping things under 15 minutes. But I want this podcast to grow. Uh, for uh, It's in purpose. It's inception. It was always about news first and information. And we've always stri- strive to present things in a in, in a uh, an objective fashion, and I want to continue to do it. But we cannot ignore the uh, the implications and the repercussions of post COVID nineteen, and that may in itself be short lived. It may not be something that that extends beyond you know the end of the year. But we're going to try to add to the conversation by presenting things. Uh, on this podcast that you're not going to hear anywhere else. I, I, I bid you to watch with great caution the media. Uh, I have hunches. 
Um, somebody brought up a good point. I think it was Jim Garrity of National Review that we have to really look at the uh, the pressure that the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, puts on corporations, particularly broadcast media corporations. A lot of the news that you are seeing in the major uh, news food chains, the ones that trickle down from the Washington Post and the New York Times, are coming from people who have gilded interests. They have an interest in making sure to appease the Chinese Communist Party, particularly if they're doing business in China. And we've seen that with Nike. We've seen that with Apple and Google. These major media companies, Facebook, they're not going to upset the CCP. And the CCP has made it very clear that if you do upset us, we don't want you. And we will take our 1.4 billion people away from you. So that's the age we live in. And so we have to be very cautious about the, the terms that they use in the news. When they, when the, now for example, the discussion of where the, the Wuhan virus came from. And you know, we in the West, particularly yours truly, believes that it did come from the Wuhan BSL-4 lab. Uh, it was probably an infected technician. I had saw an early study that I have posted on our website, candidlyspeaking.net, which indicates that, that a bat had possibly bitten one of the techs during an experiment and gotten loose in the lab. It is also possible that in disposing of the bats that were no longer being used, it is a common practice for uh, research labs to dump their bodies onto a nearby fish market, make a little money on the side. It's cheaper than burning them and going the official route this is this is true by the way you can look it up and so we so the ccp is is pushing back they don't want us to think there was any other possible origin for this virus than the wet market and a bat from 600 miles away and they're sticking to that story uh and anybody who doesn't stick to that story runs the risk of insulting the chinese people and so you're not going to get from ABC, Disney, you're not going to get from Comcast, Universal, NBC, you're not going to get from Google, Facebook, Fang, you're not going to get the, the unabridged uh, research. You're going to get the, the curtailed, edited, uh, uber-sensitive version that doesn't insult the CCP. And when you live in that kind of world, we kind of already know that we can't trust the media. What we can trust are the independents. The independents are emerging. There's a lot of, you just got to know where to find it. There are a lot of independents now that have no ties, like me, that has no, no ties to anyone other than you. I want to grow this podcast, and I want you to help me do it. Uh, we're going to transition it and start calling it Post-COVID-19. Not now, probably when the first uh, state reopens, because we'll then technically be in a post-COVID-19 era, and we'll continue to update you on the latest. Of course, our website is a reservoir of uh, uh, breaking news from several key news sources, along with our podcast archives. Sometimes it's kind of cool. Go back and listen to uh, a version where there was only 28 cases. <laughs> it's just amazing how much... How much has happened in such such a short time? You can also communicate to us on that website. It's got a contact me page. It's got links, projection maps, 
current statistics updated continuously, candidlyspeaking.net. And, of course, uh, that is my creation. That is my reservoir of truth. I like to call it the reservoir of truth. And, of course, you can always reach me at uh, jimthetalker at gmail.com. Jim the talker at gmail.com and this is post COVID-19 the introductory show for you today and we'll give you your updated podcast later this afternoon as well